Welcome into episode 21 of the Gym Podcast. We realized recently we've kind of been doing some serious episodes. Um, heavier episodes. Heavier. A little bit, yeah. yeah, heavier episodes for sure. Leading your family, right? Preparing to lead your family, preparing to be a godly husband, preparing to be a godly father. We liked recording those. I mean, I think they're great, but they're also, they're heavy, no doubt. Right. And so we wanted to shift it a little bit. Yes, we still take this very seriously. We still strongly believe in, in the message. Um, but it's a little more lighthearted. We're going to have a little more banter back and forth at yeah. the end. But that is about the importance of sports. We're giant sports fans. Will, I, In I case think, you have not picked up, yeah, picked I was up on say, that yet with it, this podcast. I think uh, if you haven't at this point, yeah, <laughs> go back and watch any episode pretty much probably. Um, I've known you for 15, 16 years, a long, least, long yeah. time. And one of the first memories I remember, we used to go to your family's house and just play football. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. yeah, play football. In, it was like on our knees. Upstairs bonus room. Up, oh, yeah. But yeah. we would uh, I mean, we'd sweat like crazy. Like It was intense. And we'd play tackle, which Jack was 10 times bigger than us <laughs> at the time. And, and uh, we were just small kids. But tons of fun. And yeah, I mean, we've always been into sports. You've been It's been a big part of both of our lives. Yeah, Big part growing up. And so, yes, we're passionate about it. That's really what we're coming to. We're passionate about the importance of sports, but we think more people should be. We think sports matter. Yeah, and I'll let you keep going here in a second, but I want this this is very similar when we had the episode about working out. I think it was episode 4 where we started talking about how a lot of people might look at it and go it doesn't really matter. It's not that important. And yeah. hear us out in the in the sense that when you compare it with the last three episodes we talked about, yes, it, it is of minor importance right. compared to how you're going to lead your family, being a godly father, godly husband. Those things take precedent. How to study your Bible, all those things. Those things are the most important. But we that's not to say that, that working out, that playing sports, that is not to say that those are not important. We firmly right. believe that they are important, and it's for a lot of reasons. Um, and so I wanted to get that out there. There is a scale here, but we do think that this is something that, as being godly young men, we should pursue, something that we should put an emphasis on. No doubt. No doubt. What we've recognized, and, and the sad thing, I mean, you look around, more kids, I think, these days would rather play video games. They would rather play um, on, on their apps, on their play phone. Play Madden or you something. Know, play Madden, whatever. They'd rather play Madden than go out and actually play football with their friends. And one of the reasons we got passionate about it, and we've talked about recording this one for a while. This was, I think, one of the first ones we it put was, down. It was, yeah. Um, we wanted to give a little more time, build up the podcast a little more with some of the more serious topics before we got to it because we want their... We wanted there to be some credence to what we say where it's not immediately written off if it doesn't matter. It does matter, but when you see these trends, I can remember, um, I'd go to Future Preachers training camp in Denver. Yeah. I, we did this, I went like seven, eight times. I mean, I was just a geek about it every single year. <laughs> I loved preparing the sermons and I always wanted to be a preacher and it's one of the big things that pushed me toward Bear Valley, um, attending the school. But we, I, I distinctly remember earlier on, I would go, and I was younger uh, going, and I was baptized young, but it was a prerequisite. You had to go outside. You had to play sports. And so they would rent a, a rec center or something like that, and uh, maybe a YMCA, and they'd have all the guys go. And you're either playing basketball or something, maybe football yeah. outside. But uh, everybody did. And then next thing you know, one year, well, where's, where's so-and-so? Oh, yeah, they, they're back home. How do they get that? Like, nobody gets to stay there. Oh, they brought the GameCube. They allowed it this mm, year where yeah. the kids are allowed to play on the GameCube. And that shows how old I am. I mean, GameCubes have not been around. It was a great, it was a great console, but what are we doing here? Yeah. it's That's when it really started shifting. And next thing you know... Nobody's playing basketball. Nobody, exactly. No, it's been less and less and less to the point they go, we don't even need to rent it. I mean, we go to the park at the end of the street, and you were barely getting kids to show up to that because everybody wanted to yeah. play video games. That's the problem here is we've lost the importance of sports. 
well, what's the big deal? I mean, video games are fun. You got a bunch, I'm sorry, but you've got a bunch of like overweight kids that want to be taken seriously in the pulpit, but they're playing Zelda and, and going nuts <laughs> over that. Fortnite, yeah. And Fortnite and whatnot. And, and they're going nuts over that instead of really disciplining their bodies and going out and sweating and having a really good time just playing competitive sports, getting in each other's face a little bit, you know, like that's what men do. So it's, it's, this is probably very rude to say, and I might get in trouble for this, but I, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. I've noticed that typically a lot of the people that say sports is not a big deal and that, you know, we, we shouldn't prioritize it are either a, not very good at sports or B don't like sports. Right. And so it's like, it's really easy. You know, it makes sense that you would be the one to say that type of thing. Um, (laughs) not wrong. No, this is so important. And again, there's going to be people out there that are like, it is no different if a kid goes out and spends an hour shooting hoops as opposed to an hour playing video games. They're both hobbies. They both have no right. you know, meaningful addition to society, so they're both the same. That is not true. Right. He finished his campaign on such and such. I mean, he got the, yes. the same dopamine hit. There is no equivalency there. And, 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 it, and it's, to me, it's irresponsible to say that there is. Right. For a kid that's going out trying to get better at things, yeah. exercising their body, being outside for a kid that is inside you know, on a screen, not moving. And right. we're not anti-video game. We're not sitting here saying don't ever play video games. You know, we've we've played our fair share of video games. No but it's not the same as playing sports. And we, we have a generation now where far more are on YouTube or playing 2K or whatever instead of going outside and actually playing sports. Like you're saying, having that competitiveness. Now, I don't remember your, and I don't know who you lived around. Did you ever go play like street hockey with anybody? Uh, not street hockey. We played football and okay. we played, we played, okay. you know, something. Yeah, but I mean, you had kids around, right? I mean, oh, that, yeah, was, that was the thing is, I remember my mom would drive us over to the neighborhood and all the kids would come out and we'd play That's what you did. Exactly. We were doing like sport. airsoft wars and stuff too, which is not, you know, sports, but it's outside, yeah. you're in the woods. Close yeah, enough, you're like running. That. Yeah. I mean, and we would play these for hours and hours and street hockey would hurt. You'd take it right off the shins like, oof. Yeah. You know, somebody would have to be the brave soul to, to play goalie and you're getting like a <laughs> tiny stick and maybe a helmet. Um hey, it was a ton of fun, and that's yeah. what you did, right? So you look at, that's been lost. Kids, yeah, parents are scared to let their kids go out and play. And you, we can sound like the the boomers almost who were bemoaning, oh, remember the good old days. But there was something so American and so manly about getting all your buddies together, and you're going to play a, a game of, I can't even say the names. You'd go out and you'd play that where you're trying to tackle, tackle a guy, with yeah. whatever it is. Like, we were men, and that's what you felt like. You felt like you were guys going out on the gridiron, and you're going to play, and yeah, you're conquering. Gonna you're conquering. You're doing yes. something. So we wanted to get into. I mean, I think I think we've I've run the point in. We've the established we've case. established the case. <laughs> but why do sports matter? And I'm going to start with the first one. I'm going to hand go it to for you. it. Yeah. First, I think it teaches you to get outside your comfort zone because there's a lot of socially awkward kids. Because there's a lot of kids that would rather play video games. The idea of going out and playing sports, it may be outside your comfort zone. It may be, I'm not very good. I'm not, nobody's good at sports initially. Nobody's <laughs> shooting threes like Steph Curry initially. I mean, you practice a lot. But you have to get outside your comfort zone to do it. If it's, ooh, I, I don't really like that. Nobody, uh, you know, you start, I played hockey. You know how many times I fell right yeah. on my rear? It's outside my comfort zone, but right. you do it. The first time I played organized basketball, I scored four points all year. I, I remember I remember both <laughs> baskets because it just didn't happen. I didn't score very much because I was I was still learning the game, really. I kind of taught myself how to play. Obviously, playing organized really, really helped. It was rec league, and you know I'm sure the other guys weren't really appreciative of me being on the team. But I tell you what, by year two, I scored a whole lot more than four oh, yeah. points. And it's just one of those things that if you never get outside your comfort zone in that area, 
how easy is it for kids beyond the world of sports in their faith, in their spiritual walk, in their job, right. in their family life to just kind of stay in their rut, stay in their comfort zone? Yeah. One of the values of sports is it sports is it teaches you get outside your comfort zone, actually you know push yourself in in these areas. And so right. I think that one's great. The next one I would say, as far as why are sports important, it teaches you teamwork, mm. it teaches you how to go out and, and work as a team. Um, you see this in any kind of major sport that you're watching in that there's always a really good player um, that are that are you know in the in the postseason there's a really good player maybe two really good players does the team with the best player always win no they do not you can your kid could be the most talented kid on the block most talented kid on the team but if he doesn't know how to work together with his team and, and to provide the you know chemistry that the team needs yeah might not win. In fact, probably won't win. Right. And so it's one of those things that teamwork is such a value. And again, it sounds so old fashioned. Oh, we got to teach them teamwork. It's, it's so valuable in every aspect of their life, in, in their job, um, in their, in their family, in the church, learning how to work well with others and learning that just because you're really great at something doesn't mean the team is going to succeed. You might be That's the right. most spiritual person at your congregation. If you can't work with other people, that congregation is not going to go very far. And so I don't know. It, it's a lesson that reflects in multiple aspects right. of life. People will let you down. You will yeah. get frustrated. You do have to learn to pass the ball sometimes. You have to learn to not always be the one to take the last shot like and, and to defer. And sometimes you have to learn to step up and be the guy who takes the last shot. Yep. All of those happen within a team. So if you're learning the responsibility that comes with taking care of a team, because you have people that are relying on you, especially if you're more the, one of the more talented players, you have other people relying on you to take up the mantle. Well, guess what? You're going to be at church. You're going to be one of the more talented members, quote unquote. Yeah. You're going to have the talents that, you know, as God talks about the five and the two and the one. You may be a five talent guy who's been given a lot. What are you doing with it? You have people that are relying on you. You have a team that helps with family, that helps with church. It helps in so many ways just to know how to interact with others within a team, good, bad, or otherwise. Yeah. Get us in the next one. Yeah. It teaches you work ethic. Uh, there's a lot of things they could teach you work ethic. Your dad having you work out in the garden, pull weeds, things like that, for sure. But I think sports really does teach Real you work quick, ethic. Real quick, and on this note, comparing to the video games thing, you know what doesn't teach you work ethic? Video games. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't exactly care what you, I've played video games. You know, you can't tell me that, you know, trying to level up, that's not the same. That's right. not work ethic. Right. That's leisure. Yes. But you, look, it's 95 degrees and you're out there shooting baskets. Um, you're out there working on your jump shot. You're out there working on rebounding. My dad used to tell me he'd. Like, he got really into basketball when he was a teenager. He literally go in the summers, and 12 hours, sun up to sundown, he would be playing back and forth, you know, all day. He went from working at a chicken stand, pretty overweight, to, like, ultra skinny I and bet. an amazing in shape. shape. And yeah. he said he would work, he'd get there before everybody else and just work on rebounding. He'd purposely miss the shot and go figure out. So we learned it's going to hit the rim and bounce over there. I mean, he was that good, like, he could figure out where like it was going to go. Did, yeah. Exactly, like Dennis Rodman. You know what that takes? Work ethic. Because you know what's not fun? Waking up at 5 a.m. to go figure out how to rebound. Everybody wants to learn how to dunk. Nobody wants to learn threes. how to rebound, right? You hear the stories about Kobe Bryant, the late Kobe Bryant, who, you know, he would finish a game. You know, they get their games were in L.A. They get done really late. Yeah. And he'd be in the gym before 5 in the morning before anybody else. And it was because he didn't want anybody to outwork him. He wanted to right. be the hardest working player on the team. I mean, can you imagine making hundreds of millions of dollars as an NBA athlete and still getting up before no 5 a.m. to go work? You know, we think, oh, they're just playing, you know, having fun, throwing a ball through a hoop. No, it is work. All the greats do that. They work harder yeah. than everybody else, and they'll say, he's the last guy off the ice. He's the first guy in the training room. He's, you know, he's throwing footballs. LeBron spends over a million dollars on his on his body every year to yeah. make sure that he is in tip-top shape. You don't think that's work? That's insane That's exactly work. it. Yeah. So work ethic 
it does take a lot of work to be good at sports. If you want to be good at anything, it's going to take work. But sports are where it's like from a very young age, you realize I'm not good and it's going to take me a while. And the question is, are you going to do it? Because you, you think about in? anything you want to be good at in any kind of professional field, oh, yeah. it takes work. Yeah. And so kids that grow up playing sports, knowing, Hey, if I want to get to this level, I've got to put this amount of work in. It's the same thing when they get to college. Hey, if I want to get this grade, if I want to be, you know, do this well on a yep. test, I've got to put this amount of work in again, same thing with their job. If I want to get that promotion, if I want That's to get right. to the next level, this is the amount of work I have to put in. Sports can go a long way in teaching young kids. Oh, yeah. If I want to be at this level or have this level of jumper, just be this good, work's got to go and into And it's a it. fun way to teach that lesson yeah. as well. I mean, who doesn't want to play sports? Who doesn't want to, you know, have the fun with it? It's not fun to write the reports for your job. It's work. It's not fun. Yeah. But sports, it's a fun way to learn all the lessons that you will need later. Get us into the next one. Yeah. So I think to me, this is the most important. Yeah. Um, sports teaches you how to win and how to lose. Uh, there was a, a big deal that happened in the NBA world a few, uh, I guess, months ago now. Um not, not all of our watchers watch NBA, I understand that, um, but let me set the stage for you. So the Milwaukee Bucks were the number one seed in all the NBA. They had the highest record. They yep. were the best team. Oh, yeah. uh, many people believe they had the best player. His name's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, don't ask me how to spell that, but he's he's the player from Greece, the Greek freak they call the him. Greek he's, freak. he's insane. He's so good. Um, they were the one seed. They lost in five games to the Miami Heat, who were the eight seed. Yeah. Now, NBA playoff games are played in seven-game series, which means a five-game series is a short series. First to four wins. It means Miami won four games. The Bucks won one. So, major upset. Nobody saw it coming. That was not supposed to happen. The Bucks had the best player. They were the best team. Yep. They they got they, they lost, and, and it was amazing. It, you know, it's something that was unprecedented. Not unprecedented. It happened before one. Not uh, very often. An eight being a one, but it was rare. He had an interview, Giannis did, their best player, after – they lost, you know, right out of their press conference. And a reporter asked him a question, do you consider this season a failure? And Giannis had about a two-minute answer that kind of went viral. Um, it was one of those that a lot of people got on and were like, this is such a great answer, man. Kids need to know this these days. And Giannis says, I encourage you, go back, go watch the video. I'm going to be paraphrasing it, obviously. He said some good stuff in there. There was a few good things about, sure. um, you know, I don't know, go watch it. There were a few good things. But the, the part of it that really stuck with me is Giannis's big point was, there is no failure in sports. Basically, the idea that you work hard, you try, you're not going to win every year. Um, so there really, there is no failure in sports. I mean, that, that's what he said. That that part is verbatim, and it just kind of stuck with me because I was reading all the reactions. Again, a lot of people like, yes, absolutely, great quote. Kids need to know this. And I just got to thinking, you were a one seed, you were the best team in the league, and you lost in five games. That's Failure. That's a failure. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is that failure. is failure. That's not success. No. And it, it, it got me thinking about how much our culture has accepted mediocrity. Yeah. And that's the first episode we started with this podcast with, yep. Strive for Greatness. Our culture is so comfortable with being mediocre that we don't like to call things failures. And I'm not trying to bash Giannis. I like Giannis. Right. He's a good player. He's a cool player. He's usually a pretty humble guy. But I'm sorry. That is failure. And so sports teaches you there is such thing as failure. Sports right. teaches you there is such a thing as winning and there is such a thing as losing. We're not all in the same playing field. And so I think that's huge, especially nowadays in participation trophy culture, yeah. where kids need to know there is such a thing as winning. And the teams that work hard, the players that work hard, they're the ones that are going to win. The teams that don't, the people that don't, they're going to fail. Winning feels good. Yeah. Losing does not. Uh, we can say it. And you go, well, duh. Can we, can we say that? Can we just say that it's not okay to, I mean... Is it okay? Yeah, we all lose in life. Type it's like thing. we're trying to shield kids from but that. But that's exactly days. it. We're trying to shield kids from the reality of like, hey, losing stinks. Don't do it. 
you and and yeah, you got to be gracious in losing. That's one of the things that it teaches you is yeah. is don't be a sore loser, but don't make mistakes or don't make excuses rather that don't need to be made. Well, is it really a failure? You know, there's no failure in sports. Yeah, there is, dude. You were one seed, you lost. Yeah. Like you had the best record in the NBA, you got bounced in five. That is a failure. Now, a team as we were talking off air, a team that that maybe it isn't supposed to um, the heat obviously major but if the heat had lost is it a failure it's not really a failure yeah. but man you were in the play-in tournament you barely squeaked in like you did you probably performed better you're basically down to jimmy butler and that's about it like yeah. if you had lost is that as much of a failure not as much but with great power comes great responsibility if you're the number one seed and you lose there is failure and so it teaches you that it teaches you that when you're the best. You're supposed to be the best. It teaches you to be clutch. It teaches you to to recognize the power of winning and, and the winning mindset. Tom Brady walks on the field, and guess what? Everybody expects him to win. Whether he loses or wins, it doesn't matter. I'm not a Tom Brady fan in the least. All I know is the guy has a winning culture around him, and yeah. that continues. Well, where does he learn that? I mean, his life is sports, um, was, and I think will continue to be sports, but... You may be past sports. That same mentality continues. That's the mentality I want to talk about. So 1 Corinthians 9.24 is my favorite verse in the Bible, favorite passage where Paul is using the analogy of athletics. He's using the analogy of a race to basically get across the point, strive for greatness, be better. So he says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Stating a very obvious rhetorical question, really basically saying, look, everybody runs, one person wins. And then his his encouragement, not even encouragement, his imperative his exhortation his directive is run in such a way that you may obtain it in other words your christian race you don't get an award just for showing up you don't get a participation trophy um there is failure when he says run in such a way that you may obtain the prize what is he implying there is a way that you could run in which you might not obtain the prize which means failure is an option and so i love that analogy with our faith and with our christian walk is that you don't get an award just for showing up you have to run your race in such a way that you will obtain it and so with that comes striving for greatness you know, learning how to win, learning how to lose. Um, I, I think that's so important for kids and obviously adults as well to understand about our right. Christian race. There is a way we could run it in which we would fail. Here's the backside of it, though. Failing doesn't make you a failure for life. Yeah. There is a bounce back. And I think that's what Gian- Giannis was supposed to, you know, I think that's what he was kind of getting to. I think he... He hit on it a little bit. Yeah. He hit on it a little bit. I don't agree with most of what he said, honestly. Did Michael Jordan fail? Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> and, and I'm sure MJ would admit that readily, that it was failures. But, you know, regardless, if you fail once, you get back up and you try harder the next time. Failure yep. is supposed to hurt. It's supposed to motivate you. Fail, a failure in, in one area doesn't make you a failure in everything, but it does mean you failed... I don't like this feeling. I'm going to try harder. Taking it back to the New Testament, I would say Peter had a major failure in his yeah. life. He denied Christ three times. Pretty that's big. That's, that's pretty losing big. to the eight seed there. Yeah, that's exactly. a big mistake. You and were yet, in Jesus' inner circle. And yet, what did yeah. he do? He came back and he preached the first gospel right. sermon and was an incredible leader in the church. Takes it to the Gentiles. He right failed and, and, like you're saying, you know, came back, so to speak. But sports teaches you that at a yes. young age. You get your kids in at four, five, six years old, and they're already learning the value of winning. And, and the value of learning from your losses and how to level up and to be even better from losing and from the feeling of failure. Don't shield yourself from the feeling of failure by telling yourself it doesn't matter or that there's no such thing as failure. There is. It hurts. Move on and, and move up. Um, next, anything else you want to get on nope, that one? you're good. Next one, sports teaches you to push your limits. We talked a little bit about this in the work ethic, but I think it's a little bit different in the fact that I remember growing up playing hockey, my dad would always tell me, and I hate it when he said this, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, just randomly, actually. Dad would always say, be tired after the game. 
Do you have any idea how tired I am right now? Be tired after the game. It's time for that later, basically. My, yeah. my coach literally would leave me on. There were games I played the entire game. Like, we had a full bench. There's yeah. times where you have to. No, we had a full bench. He'd just leave me on the entire game. And Dad, be tired after the game. It's like, it's the third period. I'm exhausted. Be tired after the game. You you got guys Such counting Such a on good you. life lesson. Right? Yeah. And yeah, and it was like... That's harsh. It stunk to hear, but he's absolutely right. You push yeah. your limits. You push past what you think you could. The first time I had that coach in practice, we had to do things called pyramids, and you'd skate around as fast as you could. You had to do it in a certain time. You'd get down, you'd do 20 push-ups, 19, or, or 20 push-ups, 20 sit-ups. You get around, and you go 19, 18, 70. I mean, we skated oh for an hour practice. We skated for a solid 45 to 50 minutes, and then we'd get to pass and shoot. He's like, you already know how to pass and shoot. You need to learn to skate. I thought I was going to die. The first practice, <laughs> I thought bad. I was going to die. I was about to throw up. And I'm like, is this what every practice there? And you'd see the guys that have been there for a while. That's every practice. But you can tell. They're they're zipping around. I was dead. It pushed my limits past anything yeah. I thought. Give it three, four, five, six months later, I was staying out the entire game. Yeah. Um, and doing pretty well with that, honestly. So, yeah, you push your limits. But that's something that sports teaches you is be tired after the game. Push like yourself in a way that that maybe you wouldn't normally – that came in such handy when I was in Bear Valley, and I, you know, I had a ten-page paper due the night before, or the the next morning, and I had tests coming up, and I was at a hockey tournament down in the springs. Don't tell me you halfway. procrastinated your your papers. You'd be or, surprised. <laughs> usually, Shocker. I don't. Yeah. Usually, yeah. Usually, I'm on it. No, I'm the worst procrastinator. Um, but this had really piled up, and some of it I had gotten done. I wasn't, you know, I had some of the paper written, but all this comes together. It's like, well. You could just fold or you, you could, could push through. You could through. fold or yeah. you could push through. You know, be tired after. And I came home on Monday night and I crashed like you wouldn't believe. Guess what? Got it done. Got everything turned in. Did um, Bad grades weren't allowed in the house, so you pull a good grade. If you have to stay up all night, you're going to do your best. And yeah, I yeah. mean, that's those are the moments you look back on in life and you go, how in the world did I get through that? It's because you learn this at a young age. You push your limits. That's great. I love those two. Um, two more and then we'll, we'll get to some fun stuff here at the end. It Sports are important because it teaches you friendship and experiences. Um, kind of already, you know, how to work well with others. Yeah. You know, it gives you friends for life. It's so fun. I, right? it's, it's fun. fun. It's, it it's a good, good experience. experience. The last one, though, is kind of, again, we've already hit on this one a little bit as well. It's just more productive. Yeah. Um, you you cannot say, and we said this earlier, you cannot say that it's just as good as playing video games yeah. or that. Playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, playing Dungeons and Dragons, whatever it is. And not to say that you can never play video those games. Those are fun. Or, uh, yeah, those Sports is, is, is a more valuable use of your time. Right. And for anybody that says that's not the case, you're probably not great at sports. You probably don't like sports. The the, the right. exercise you get. Again, all these things that we've talked about, the pushing your limits. The Coordination. All, yeah. Striving to be better. The I mean... Typically, girls like more athletic guys, so that's yeah, a, that. There's a plus if you're yep. somebody who's not a sports person. That's right. You know, go go do those things. Um, it's important for a lot of reasons, yeah. and it's yes, it is not as important as how to study your Bible. It's not right. as important as your relationship with God and working on being a godly husband and father. But there is a little bit of this that that plays into those things. Um, anything else you want to add to kind of the meat of this episode? So here's a question. We got two questions we want to wrap with. First of all, who is your favorite athlete? Maybe one that you've looked up to the most. Maybe one that you just flatly enjoy watching the most nobody's gonna know who this is is the problem uh, <laughs> oh big hockey guy look him here, up yeah. peter forsberg f-o-r-s-b-e-r-g look him up peter forsberg sounds like a um, composer or something yeah <laughs> Sorry. swedish composer uh pretty much out there man he was he was maestro on the ice no um look him up look up top 10 peter forsberg highlights mind-blowing he's an abs player of course but he's also considered one of the greatest of all time had one of the highest Points per game percentages. Had real bad ankles, unfortunately, so mm. his career was cut short. But the things he could do with the puck were not humanly possible. I nice. mean, he, yeah, he, he just 
his vision, everything else. So anytime I could watch him, yeah, you, uh, I'd pay good money to watch nice. him again. So nice. how about you? No, no secret here. Too. Yeah, LeBron. Uh, yeah. I love Peyton Manning as I was, well. Wow, LeBron. LeBron yeah. Really? I was wondering. I thought it would be Peyton. So wow. I love watching LeBron play basketball is one of the most beautiful sights ever. Like I love watching him <laughs> play because crush. he's so I don't know he's just so good. I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people he don't is. care. I loved watching Peyton Manning as well. Really fun, but Peyton just to me was not one of those guys that I was like, okay, I know he's gonna win. And LeBron hadn't won every game, but he's been against some of the best teams ever. So yep. you know, but LeBron's just one of those guys I watch him like he's gonna find a way to win. Like yep. he's just that dominant. Um, all right, last question. Top, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Top three sports moments, and this could be watching or playing. Top three sports moments of your life. So, uh, okay, I'll, I'll go. I'll go three, two, one. Number three, um, I hit a game winner playing basketball one time. Um, it was not a buzzer beater or anything, but uh, we were in. We actually were in overtime. Somebody had tied it with a, a, a crazy three, I think. Um, I don't remember exactly how we tied it, but we were in overtime. And in rec league, overtime is one minute. Like you have one minute, and. Goodness. Other team got the ball first, took it down, didn't score. We took it down the other way, and I was down low. Somebody shot it, missed. I got the rebound and then put it back up over, like, two defenders. Sprinted back and realized there's, like, seven seconds left on the clock. Sure enough, they don't score, and that ended up being the game winner. That was super cool. I thought that was really, really awesome. Um, Number two is probably going to be a watching moment. Watching LeBron beat the Cavs or beat the Warriors playing for the Cavs in 2016 was incredible. Um, They were down 3-1, and then they came back. It's actually interesting funny story so we went to church that night it was a sunday night. i went to church went out to eat mexican mm. i turned my my espn notifications off because i did not want to know i good got back yeah good call and we we had I delayed it by like an hour and a half so the game was still going but i started it back at uh, at um you know the beginning so i could skip commercials and all that well we're in the fourth quarter and i'm still behind technically and i get a text from you i remember this vividly <laughs> you said wow in all caps with like exclamation points and it was still you know dead even in the fourth quarter and I knew Joe was also kind of a LeBron fan. I was like, "Oh no way! Did they did they win?" And sure enough, you know, I finished, Sorry, finished watching it. You know, it was Sorry. it was a it was a good ruining <laughs> moment. Um, but it was I loved that was awesome. Number one, I would have to say, is when me and Jack Dodgen beat you and your brother. Oh no! <laughs> oh, don't bring that up. in beach football the first time. And then proceeded to do it like uh, the next five years. No, uh, zip it background zip it. there. We we go to Florida every year together. Um, we've done it for like eleven or twelve years, and I think the second year that we did it, um, me and a guy named Joe's brother-in-law, Jack Dodgen, were on a team against Joe and Jack, Jack uh, Joe's brother. Uh, so two versus two, they beat us. I think the first two years, and you know, let us hear about it quite a bit. Well, we beat them Minimally. the third year, and oh, it was glorious. You know, last second pass, play, whatever you want to call it, and then yeah, proceeded to rattle off a few well, victories the problem, in the next four or five uh, well, years. Okay, okay. So that's probably my Hold top on. sports Hold moment. On. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> oh, here we go. Real fast. Here we go. First off, you turn into the manimal. Like you went from being a kid to a, a man overnight. And they beat us when I was prepared. like 12. Yeah. <laughs> Second off, my brother was playing. I mean, this is before he lost a ton of weight, and this is he was playing on hamstrings that were half snapped all the time. He couldn't, and I'm playing on a bad back after two back surgeries, oh, or leading on. up to come it on. for at least three of those. So <laughs> there's some excuses there, but you know, I mean, you guys did, yeah, you you wiped the floor easily. With number one for me, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, What's yours? Terrible. Give us your top three. Yeah, um, I was trying to think through. Um, number three is um, this actually happened right before COVID. We came back, and it wasn't even anything huge, but we were just playing in a. Um, Playing pro roller, and we were playing a team that had some of the best guys in the world, um, actually guys that are internationally known, and scored a hat trick against them. 
and um, nice. That's had, three goals for those. Yeah, don't three know, goals yeah. for those that don't. I should the the worst thing is I should have had like six of them, and um, we ended up losing the game in overtime, mm. which was horrible. But mm. to score three goals Brutal. against some of the best in the world was kind of cool. Um, number two was I remember watching, and it's a vague memory, but I remember watching the cup Stanley Cup winning. Of course, it's all hockey. Uh, yeah. Stanley Cup winning. Um, no Broncos anywhere in here? No wow. Broncos, actually. Yeah, I'm kind of a fair-weather Broncos fan. If they're good, I'm watching them. I'm, I'm cheering. But no, we've been <laughs> bad funny. for a lot of years. Bubby Brister and oh, so many bad years. But I remember watching that. And more than anything, what I remember is my brother and I used to take shoes and we would put them on like a door, you know, next to the door. Or we'd, we'd put them next to a wall or whatever. And that would be the goal. And we would take our hands like this and just shoot. How a, cool. You know, some sort of whatever we had, a, a squishy ball, sometimes a tennis ball that would hurt a little more. Um, but we'd just play hockey while we'd watch the game or during intermissions. And it was just such a cool memory of, like, watching your team win yeah. while at the same time you're playing hockey and really getting into it and, and learning all about the game. That's fun. And that was a lot of fun. And I was pretty young at that point, probably six or seven. Um, the last one, oh, man, we had – we were playing these Canadians, and we played them earlier in a round robin in a tournament. Canadians are jerks. They think they're God's gift to hockey. <laughs> and so we were playing the Canadians, and they're just rubbing it in our face. And this was their – we lost to their B team. It was mm. their B team. Not good. Yeah. And they're, like, cussing. This is young kids, and they're cussing at us. And, and the um, locker rooms have no ruse. So they're, like – I think they threw something over, and then they're, like, making fun of us and oh, cussing. Man. We could hear it all. Yeah. All right, jerks. So <laughs> <laughs> we get through the round robin. We get through playoffs. We make the championship. And I think it was against – it was either we played their A and against their B or played their B and against their A. Either way, we were playing same parents, you know, um, and just I couldn't stand them. And uh, so we were in the championship game. We were down, I think, two zip. And I scored, and I had an assist, and then we went into overtime, and I scored the game winner in oh, overtime. Oh, man, that's Just so to cool. shut them up, and that's they so were cool. silent. Everybody on ours was going nuts, uh, and they I'd were absolutely talking. Oh, oh, yeah, man. oh, yeah. And we got off. And it was just like my smile was huge. I'm smiling about it today. I couldn't. I couldn't stand. <laughs> oh, that's great. I mean, yeah, they're making fun of, and the parents got involved. Like they're making fun of basically ten year old kids. And um, matter of fact, that Top Cat trophy I think is the one in the oh seven the, the 07. Yeah, that's it goes cool. way back. And um, right after that, we went to our first out of state tournament in uh, Detroit, where we got <laughs> we got whipped. But uh, that was right. Teaches you to win and lose. No, there that's exactly it. You know the highs and lows, but. Um, Lots of good moments, lots of good memories and, and fun stuff. But, and, uh, and this, again, it is for fun, but yeah. we think it's important. We'd love to know yours, honestly. Yeah. If you got a great sports moment of like, tell us about it. And it might, might feel weird. I feel a little weird. You know, I certainly don't want to brag about it or be braggadocious. Like, we have our losses as well, and I could probably tell you way more of the losses than the <laughs> wins, to be a honest. A lot of them came to me at beach football. Okay, sure. watch yourself. That's for sure. Watch yourself. <laughs> There's a couple great wins, though, uh, in there. But, yeah, let us know what your thoughts are let us know uh, if you have any you know super cool stories that you want to share or whatever else but also let us know your thoughts on the importance of sports are you the type that's going to gravitate more toward video games toward sports um you know just more interaction with us and, and yeah you know, we'd, we'd, we'd love to hear podcast, you know yeah. we this is all important to us and so we like to hear what everybody has to say um but i think we're going to stop right there we will of course be back next week for episode 22 of the godly young men podcast thanks for joining us